0: Alright, let's take a look at that JSE board. All right. We'll move on from there. And now a wrap of this week's markets with Tembele Bubila from FNB's Wealth and Investments. Timbile, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, it's great to be here. All right, so let's just talk about today's market performance. Um, It has been uh, one of those weeks where there's been a lot of activity. We've had a lot of results and numbers coming out of companies. We've had the MPC, we've had CPI, we've had the US Fed. Very busy. Let's talk about how markets are digesting all of this action.
1: Yeah, so it has been, you know, quite a busy week, as you mentioned. The market has seen some, you know, real swings off of the back of that. And as you mentioned, the key highlights have been, at least on the data side, have been, you know, um, this week's inflation numbers, which came in slightly ahead of expectations. Um, consensus was looking for 74 the print came in at 7.5, um, which was an increase from last month's or rather September's print of 7.5, and so this was a surprise. Um, on the other hand, the SOB's interest rate uh, decision to hike by 75 basis points wasn't, wasn't as much a surprise. I think the market uh, was expecting this for the most part, uh, even before the recent inflation numbers that we saw this week, um, you know, the governor, governor had actually flagged further interest rates interest rate hikes so i think that was pretty much expected and from what we've seen from the recent you know inflation prints you know inflation is still quite sticky so the expectation is that you know there might be further hikes in the way that cycles uh work we're likely to start seeing you know smaller um cycles rather more but smaller hikes um, in the long term before we start seeing, um, you know, central banks actually starting to cut back on rates.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually asking yesterday, though, that this, this increasing of interest rates, specifically South Africa's economy, will really forget about all other economies. To what ends, Timbile? Because at some point, um, we're going to completely crush the little bit of growth, the little bit that we can um, get out of the economy in its current form. So, I mean, how much more of... Um, these interest rate hikes do you think this economy can take without it going into long term recession I mean we could we could
1: spend the day talking yeah. about this <laughs> We already are seeing you know pressure just not on on not only on the business side but especially on the consumer. you know the consumer is under a lot of pressure and we start starting to see you know that higher cost of living impacting you know. Every consumer's pocket at the end of the day, and that has implications for you know growth in the long term so there's there isn't a number that I could give you, mm. but um we have to trust that you know the central bank um officials they know what they're doing, and yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, my theory is that I don't think anybody knows what they're doing, even the U.S. Fed, um, to be very honest, when I think of they've come out now to say that they're thinking of also just, you know, smaller increases in that interest rate. But inflation is still, is still quite ri- um, ripe there. So let's just talk about that. And <laughs> nobody knows what nobody seems to know what they're doing. You know, I think it's, it is a trial and error because I don't think anybody's been in an inflation environment like this before
1: yeah it's a very specific set um of i think circumstances right now and i think yeah as you, as you're saying that it does seem like nobody knows what they're doing because it's it's almost like a new environment that we haven't been in before um and exactly as you said the fed you know the the recent minutes they sort of gave the market hope that they may start you know easing off that aggressive stance but in, in in reality, we're likely to continue to see, you know, continued volatility in the markets um, up until at least the next uh, meeting in December. Yes. But I think in the markets in, in general, it's not all bad news, you know. Oh, just months to date, you know, the returns have been quite positive nice. for the JSE at least. Um, I think we're up just under 10% nice. uh, months to date. So, you know, this is quite positive compared to earlier months, you know, when we're seeing red across the board.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's very interesting. I want us to just stay with the JSE and then also now look at these secondary listings that are coming out. So, Willie's also, I think, Life Healthcare this week also announced secondary listings on ATX. So, um, as a mm. primary shareholder who's possibly invested in these companies on the JSE, nothing to worry about, right? It's just capital raising—is that all it is? Like, not nothing more.
1: Yeah. So, a dual listing doesn't necessarily have an impact on the share price. Um, it, at least, not directly. You know, what it does is that you know it—it it gives the company access, as you say, to additional capital, to additional liquidity. If—if um, if it justifies the additional costs of, you know, an additional secondary listening uh, but what it does is that you know it improves the long-term prospects of the company um and in that way has an effect on the share price kind of roundabout
0: all right and before i let you go we've run out of time can you believe it um your stock pick for today is british american tobacco tell me why
1: So Prestige American Tobacco, I think we know, is one of the leaders in the tobacco space. You know, they've got very robust um, earnings growth history. And of course, you know, they weren't spared from the the pandemic, which saw, you know, supply chain disruptions um, and also sales volumes come under pressure. But it wasn't for lack of demand. Um, it was it was literally just the inability to get products to consumers, um, but they do have a very strong uh, market share in a very strong adult smoking uh, community, if I would put it that way. Um, so, but yeah, I like the strategy of, you know, pivoting from traditional uh, cigarettes or traditional tobacco and nicotine products towards um, co- kind of new category products that I think Well, as um, management has said, have um, lower health impacts, but also appeal to the younger generation who in the longer term are the ones who are going to be driving, you know, future growth. Uh, So I think uh, from that perspective, the stock um, is well positioned. has leading positions in various markets across the world. And, you know, their last sets of results also were quite positive. Um, I think the main takeaway there was, you know, the strength in that new category sector, which now um, provides, I I think, more into revenue. Uh, I think it's about 15% into revenue. So that that pivot is already starting to bear fruit overall it's quite a defensive uh, company mm-hmm. and you know even from a valuation exactly. perspective it's looking quite good
0: all right well thank you so much timbile for that um selling bti to us this morning thank you uh, that was timbile from fnb wealth and investments